It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take a bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence, and of course. Show without my man Grado there. We sent it, Rob. How are you feeling today? Twosome, twosome. Oh, yes, and deck, mate. What do you think? It's been a bit of uh, Robson and Jerome, mate. Aye. It's been a bit of a week, yeah. It's been a bit of a week. Sad news. Now, listen, we need to. (laughs) Obviously, we've got a show planned. Producer John always does a brilliant job of uh, setting up a nice uh, play sheet for us to. Uh, to run your favourite wrestling podcast, uh, but we need to we need to come off the book a wee bit. Yeah, be honest. We need to uh, we need to get straight with you. Uh, and the truth is, the show uh, wrestling daft that you're listening to right now has been has been axed. Now, let me just explain a wee bit before we go any further. We're still going to give you a show. We're still going to give you you know the version of the the, the show that you you enjoy and have enjoyed over these months. Uh, but but this this could very well be the last episode, just to let you know that. It's simple economics, folks. It's our money's business, and it's simple economics. And the simple fact of the matter is the podcast just hasn't go. Um, the listeners that we'd hoped for, the pandemic has struck. Listeners have dropped off because of the pandemic. People aren't commuting as much. People aren't listening to podcasts as much. It's made it even harder to get advertising revenue. It's made it even harder to get money in the door. And producer John does, listen, let's be straight here. Gradle, let's be straight, right? We come, we jump on, or we, we used to jump into the studio or we jump online on a, on a Thursday or a Wednesday night or whatever. And John would have everything all prepared for us and we just sit and then we just talk and we just go away and John does it all, right? Uh, aye. That's a fact. John is a, he's a master at what he does. We give him pelters on this show every week, but really, it, it would never be as enjoyable as what it is. I mean, I don't want to kiss the guy's pipe too much, but you know, he's, <laughs> he, yeah, but he really is. He is the, Aye. he's just, But John has a job. This is the thing. This, this is his job. John has a job. This is the thing. And the simple fact of the matter is, John's talents at doing this kind of thing, setting up a show like this, all the, all the work he does to get the feedback in, 
there and building up the show so we can step in and just do it. Uh, Aye, because you remember he's he's working Monday to Friday. Aye. Well, we are just come on, maybe we'll speak to John for the week in the group chat and then we come on for two hours, one night a week, whereas John through the rest of the week is running the Twitter, editing it amongst everything else that he's employed today off the... Andy and the sister show, and recording the sister show, which he set up as well, and you know, setting up a uh, setting up the Marks podcast to to just kind of help push the show along and stuff like that. And the simple fact of the matter is, if it's no bringing in the listeners, and if the numbers aren't there, uh, it's business, baby. Uh, John's talents are better used elsewhere, so it's completely understandable why it's happened. So we just want to let you know right up front on this episode, the new that the position is this. Uh, this is, as far as we know, the last episode. Uh, me and Grado need to talk and discuss what that means, because obviously me and Grado love doing the show. We love, um, you know, we have a great laugh checking in with each other. It's been great, even even just for the point of view of me and Grado getting a chance to just see each other every week and have a chat and stuff. Oh, like totally, that. because uh, we, we hardly ever we saw each other before this. We'd text each other now and again and we'd say, right, we need to meet up, we need to meet up, because mm-hmm. we're pals. But this has definitely brought us together. Aye. Absolutely. And, to, and I, I love it. <laughs> aye. So, the Pillsbury Doughboy laugh is <laughs> in full effect. <laughs> we, aye. So obviously, you know, so obviously we have, we've got something to think about because, you know, you know the, as it stands, as it stands, the, 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 the show's away. We'll, we'll not get paid to do it as a thing. And we know there is things like the Patreon or not, and we thank you very much for that, but... You know, even the Patreon doesn't cover the costs, uh, what is involved in putting out the podcast. So it's a very, very difficult situation. We're going to march on with the show. Um, we're going to march on with the show, but you'll forgive us, I think, if we kind of here and there, you know. Uh, Before we do that, Rab, I want to ask you, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I mean, I, I, I love doing this every week. Obviously, I've got my Fit by Daft podcast, which I really enjoy doing, but I mean, sometimes... I could be on that Fit by Daft podcast and they bring up players, man, and I'm like, aye, ah, he's good. Aye, ah, he is good. And I'm sitting there going, come on, asking my bird, no, that's Stephanie, who's that? <laughs> it's a bit of redneck. We're his own here, man. I'm like, ah, boof. And do you know what? Before I, before I let you open the floor and answer the question, I really think quite a lot of the fans would be interested in my TNA career, which I don't think I've, <laughs> I've delved into as much as probably what the fans want me to yeah. um it was a, it was a, i mean i signed in 2014 so some people forget that some people it's 2015 but actually it's 2014 um actually it's six years to the day on september the 4th when i first wrestled dc3 in north carolina oh my god um, <laughs> uh who was back and who by the way i just want to say well we will get into it but i did watch a wrestling pay-per-view this weekend from start to finish and i'll let you know just now and tell us little secret it was not extreme noobs okay, okay. Wasn't it the horror show? Yeah. I missed that. I've only heard updates about that through the grapevine and through the portal of Jim Kinnett's podcast, which you probably don't listen to. That's the only thing we really disagree on is there, Conley. Uh, aye. Well, well, in answer to your question, you know, I'm kind of stuck. I'm in two minds. Obviously, I would, I, I would like to carry on with it, but it's, you know, it, it's that thing. You know, it's just going to be a very tricky day. Um in the same form. And we need to think, you know, we need to have a proper real think about, and, and, and really open it up to the punters as well. When you hear this podcast, let us know what your feelings is about it as well. You know what I mean? What, you, what your feelings are. I mean, can about. I just step in here? You step know, in, John. Cut like a Drake Maverick <laughs> promo. This podcast, you know, was my baby. This was, this was my brainchild. 
you know, when we started doing Football Daft, I came in as, as producer of Football Daft and I wanted to do a wrestling podcast. Gradle got involved, brilliant, and then me and Gradle were talking, who, who do we want on it? Who would be great? Who's a wrestling fan? Rab Florence. Now, it's been a roller coaster since then. You know, we've had our ups, we've had our downs. But what we need is revenue. As simple as that. Um, as Rab says, the COVID-19 struck every podcast across the world. But, you know, we've not got the listeners that we need to get to where we want to. You know, we need to, we need to get, at the moment, let's just shoot here. Let's just absolutely shoot. It's about 5,000 people with the Marks podcast. About 5,000 people listen to this each week. What we need is, you know, we've got about 50-odd patrons from that 5,000. What we need is more patrons to get involved in this podcast. And what we need is 10,000 listeners. Because when we get to 10,000 listeners, we start making it profitable. Because Rab, you know, start at Burniston, Grado, start everything. These guys don't do this just for the, I mean, they do it for the love. But these guys are busy. These guys are busy. Rab's writing stuff for the BBC. Grado's got a radio show, working for the fire service, wrestling. You know, Rab's got loads of other stuff going on. What we need is people. Wayne's, I've got a Hunter Wayne's. He's got, he's got a bit of a Hunter Wayne's as well. So the time is a big thing for these guys as well, as much as they love doing it. And what we need is you to get involved. If you're a, you know, if you're a business owner out there, if you know a business owner who likes wrestling, we can sell your shit. We can, we can cut promos. We can, we can, you can have wrestling daft with Bobby's garages. We can have Bobby's garages on wrestling daft. But what we need is your Jimmy's crisps. You know, we're going to keep Margaret's tablet. Exactly. All that. All that. We love all that. We love Margaret's tablet. Tilly's. There's a, there's, there's a woman in Facebook that sells cheese boards. Which, if she, if you're listening to the show. Marianne and Kamal, look, this is the cheese boards. If you want to put a wee plug on this, no bother at all. I mean, I will go into how good your cheese boards are, but not until you can give us some cash. And that, and that, and that's but, yeah, but also, what I, I know you're in, I know you're in the middle of the Drake Maverick gimmick, and I love it, I love it, right? But we don't, right? Well, no, as soon as I forget, I'm not a pound for this. Do you no, know what I mean? Not, it's like, no, he's no, adding, no. getting, you know, he's adding on TV money, you're on the big, you know, you're adding on the big John Cena money here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're jobbing out for this. You're jobbing out for this, you know? That's it. And, you know, we need people to get involved in this show. We really do. We need you guys to jump on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling dad. Get signed up. Tell your mates to get listening. Any wrestling fan, get listening. Just tell them to listen. This is the fucking funniest wrestling podcast out there, right? The best, I would put up at this against any wrestling podcast out there. And this is the best. And we need you on board for this. It was a bit sweary, wasn't it? It was a bit, it's, it's dropping the F-bombs hey, on it. Brilliant. John. Good promo, mate. Good promo. <clears throat> Good promo. No, I, look, look, it's, look, the people know, as it stands, as it stands, the show is done, but it is, it is in the people's hands, really. You know what I mean? It's in the people's hands. So let's, you know, it's, it's a situation that's in flux, you know. Um, anyway, let's see what the punters have been saying. Let's let's not put too we, much. We also the content that we need to put on Patreon. We've done. I've done an interview. I'm ready aye. today, Hunters Mayor. I'm ready for extra content that it takes for people to. Aye, and I promise, if you do sign up for Patreon, we'll make it worth your while. You know, we do need to be there to make this feel like many a community, which we haven't really done. Because you know I mean? by but the that's way, all, yeah. Sorry, Rab, I keep cutting no, no, you off. No. But by the way. What a community is, by the way, because when I come on here every week, 
I don't look at the script, right? I wait till you see it and see the stuff that people submit. Mm-hmm. It, the funniest stuff comes for you folk out there. It is. I'm like, wow, man. I get it. It is a community. I mean, we, you know, we do the rest. We do the marks show, and we, we, you know, we watch along with the guys, and we're watching Extreme Rules. And what a laugh! At about six of us just sitting watching, six of our patrons sitting watching, and brilliant laugh. And it's a brilliant community. And I can name a lot of people that I can now classify as friends through just wrestling daft because it's a brilliant community. And and to put a broader context on it as well. It's like, because I suppose you could be out there thinking, well, why these no just keep doing it anyway? Just like, just do it anyway for a laugh. And right now, and Grado will back me up here, what the situation is like. Right now, with me and Grado, as like, as people who work in this industry, as freelancers, just kind of doing our own thing and whatever, it is hard times now. It is hard times now. Nothing's filming, no live stuff is happening. The industries have shut down, you know what I mean? So right now, it's like, you know, every minute, every hour of the day that I've got spare, I'm having to hustle. I'm having to hustle like fuck because what I'm looking at is there's no money coming in. There's no money coming in. You know what I mean? I don't know when the money's going to come in next month. I don't know what money's coming there the month after that or month after that. There used to be a time in the past where if, you know, this is total shit stuff here. There was a time in the past where if I was like, like tight for the next few months, I could go, or something to get a bit of money in. That's gone. Can he do that now? Can he do that now? So now it's got to be hustle, hustle, spend time writing, trying to get pots on the boil, trying to kind of do something, trying to pivot into something else. So it's a very, very tight time now. So it's no, it's really no as simple as just going, well, we can do stuff for a laugh because, well, you know, it's it's a scary time, isn't it, Gredo? So as, I mean, look at it like that's our, our last, I mean, obviously we know the only people on this boat, there's loads of folk out there that yeah. are in exactly the same position and probably worse than us, right? And I, I do they're worse than us, there's no, there's no, there's no I've said, but I forgot about that, but our, our last wrestled in March and looking at right now, it doesn't look as if I'm going to wrestle until next March. So that's a big chunk. No wrestling, man. I'm not, I mean, I, I hate it, but I mean, when are we going to be able to wrestle again? I'm never... It's going to be a full year out of wrestling. We don't have, you know, TV shows to um, do internet shows without a crowd and stuff like that. That's just no happening right now. It's just the way it is in the UK. So there's no, there's no way of putting on a show, which is a shape. So as you say, we're having to spend every minute of the day trying to try to get something. And we're not the only person. There's, for as many as, as me and Rab, there's like fucking 300 other folk in this country doing the exact same thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's tough. It's a tough situation for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, if, you do, if you are a business out there, and I'm, I'm going to go back to that, if you are a business, you want to get involved, you want sponsorship on this podcast, you want us to read out whatever you want us to read out, we'll do it. We're, we're no shit. Whatever product. Negotiate. Listen, negotiate was because it probably won't be as expensive as you think. <laughs> probably won't be as expensive as you think. <laughs> I, I, you know, if Margaret wants to sell a tablet, I'll just I'll take a couple of fucking... Just a tablet would they? No, I mean, just a fucking tablet. <laughs> please, please DM us on Twitter, or you can get me personally um, on my email, John at thisisaudiofrontier.com. That's John at thisisaudiofrontier.com. And honestly, don't 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 discount what Patreon does as well. Even if you you know, even if you signed up for Patreon at the lowest amount, you know what I mean. And if everybody did that, the show would be gone forever. The show would be gone forever if, if everybody went on at the lowest amount. So, um, so anyway, let's let let's for that we're brand new. That brand new. <laughs> uh, so, correspondence for the last episode, 
Thanks to Andy Muirhead, by the way. He's the first to enter Guerrero's TNA check drawing competition. Uh, if you don't know what that, what that is, you need to listen to episode 35 of this great podcast. I'm still trying to find where I've tell I haven't even looked at it yet, but I do know I have a stack of TNA checks up the house. It's because I'm my girlfriends. I've no, I've not actually been up the house, <laughs> but uh, that was Philip Schofield's idea, by the way. He kind of said, "Look, if you if you don't stay with your bud, you need to make a decision. You stay in the house or go with your bud." So I'm in my lot. Well played, mate. Well That's, played. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm trying it. You know what I mean? Andy Muirhead's done a drawing. Banker wrestling daft. There it is. Pay Robin Grado. I'm getting paid here. Ten thousand fat ones. It says. 10,000 quid. It's a beautiful, it actually looks, I would fall for that. It looks like a check. It's, it's, it's fucking no far off similar to what Bob Ryder sent me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of love for last week's section where Grado's brother reviewed the Big Show show. In fact, uh, Pablo's been in touch with another recommendation for him to review. Uh, Fit Finley's Irish wrestling documentary, which you'll find on YouTube. So Grado, just, let's just kid on. There's another episode coming. Maybe you could get your brother to do that. Oh. The future. Now, in our quest to book the one and only uh, bingo balance of WrestleZone onto the show, well, that could have turned it around for us, by the way, I think, if we'd have got bingo balance on the show. If only we had, you know, I, well, don't get me wrong, is there somebody that I, I heard rumours that somebody's managed to, oh, well, they've not managed to contact them, but they've got a lead, a lead to well, bingo. Kirk Cooper, last week's listener of the week, uh, has been back in touch. He says, Another class listen this week, he says. If he's day genuinely want a word with bingo, I'll, tr- <laughs> I'll try and hook it up. If he's day de- genuinely want a word with bingo, that's <laughs> brilliant. I worked a few shows with him for the wrestling live over here before I fell before I <laughs> before I fell out with a promoter or a human centipede spot at a family show. <laughs> Oh. We should be able to get the hook up still. Beautiful. <laughs> I want to know more about the argument between oh. um and the, and the nah, I'm not doing I want that, to see man. I want to see the spot. I want That's to see the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after last week's comparison to Grado and the Golden Girls, we asked if uh, the Golden Girls are wrestlers, who would be who? Uh, Shun Ken Poo says that Blanche would be Matt Riddle. <laughs> Tart, he says. Matt Riddle's a tart. Rose uh, would be Seth Rollins, airhead. Come on now. Dorothy, Kevin Owens, blunt voice of reason. Sophia, Vince, losing the plot. Now, hold on. Sophia wasn't losing the plot. This is all rang. Sophia was sharp as a tack. Sophia was sharper than anybody. <laughs> That's all rang. Sophia was a great promo, by the way. Sophia was a great promo. They just love what the fuck are they talking about. I'd have never, I've never seen Golden Girls for a... Is it like Glow? Oh, it's not like... Mate, no, it's... <laughs> I'm just totally getting the hang of this. Like, when I fucking hang on. Fraser Smith says Rose is Mick Foley. Due to slight naivety of character. And oh, don't all these people know about Golden Girls? Aye, around Mr. McMahon during the build-up. It's not like Golden Girls is some obscure, it's like a massively popular American sitcom back in the day. Blanche, Latino Heat. Taxi. Aye, aye, kind of. Blanche, Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Mm, don't know about that. Sophia, Al Snow. Nah. Many jobs equal to gimmicks. Like, nah, nah. Dorothy, Ric Flair. Nah, this isn't right. Chris says Blanche is Shawn Michaels, Texan and a bit slutty. <laughs> Rose Hacksaw Jim Duggan? What? No. Dorothy Jack Tunney, resemblance there? Come on, what the, what? And Sophia Bobby Heenan, that's a good one, by the way. Is that? Sophia being Bobby Heenan. Class, man. No, it's not quite right. Maybe, oh, jeez. I'm going to try it. Gorilla Monsoon, Dorothy, oh, it's tough. 
anyway, anyway, I'm moving on for this because I could do this all night. I'm, I could do this all night. Uh, let's move on. Now, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that stuff or random wrestling related stuff, you can get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email WrestlingDaft at gmail.com. And this time, please take the opportunity to get in touch and uh, just give messages of support and love. <laughs> Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. I'm not saying this. The Burnlistons from the... And John has put in a show here that he obviously... This is Brown's Boys. See, I'm all... I know, sorry, I, you shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have written that because it shouldn't be, you know, ethics and you shouldn't, you know, slate any other comedy writer, but Mrs. Brown's Boys is pure shit. No, 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 no. Mrs. Brown's Boys is a massively successful comedy show, which is one of the hardest things in the world today. Mrs. Brown's boy isn't he sitting on a bare Wednesday night talking shit about wrestling for a couple of couples. <laughs> fucking exactly, mate. Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to bury that swamp match. I want to bury that swamp match. I want. I want to. You know what? I want to bury the fiend, man. Really? I think I'm done with it. I thought he patched it and was back to being the the cunt with a straw hat. No, I mean the fiend came back again, and it's you know. I, I'm done with it. And I want to, you know what? I want, you know, I'm going to, I'm no, this isn't a barrier put over really, but I want to, I've been seeing Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio getting a lot of pelters for that match because of the daft eye carry on and stuff like that. But well, I mean, I, I think with the daftness involved, I think they, 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 I think they did a good job. I mean, I only typed it in and watched the bit with the eyeball comes out because I have no interest, right? Mm. But could they not go a better eyeball? Aye, it was like a wee. A wee kid on eyeball that he was hoarding. But you only see it very briefly. Anyway, what I want to put over is Eddie Kingston appearing on uh, AEW, a brilliant promo, uh, challenging Cody. I love a legit promo like that. You know what I mean? Um, Eddie Kingston is is cool. He's yeah. a cool guy, man. But he's a fighter, right? Um, he's, he's, got that, he's, he's got that legit feel about him. Oh, I mean, he is. He's, and he's pure. And see all that? New York, he is mm. totally in amongst all that. He he stays, he's for the Bronx. They all walk about the streets. Let's like, see what you see in the films. He's all involved in that. I've listened to his stories. So is um, Santana. Mm-hmm. Santana. Where's the bandana? I know the one with the afro. Uh, and the new LA. Is it LA? Oh, shit. Is it LAX? Huh? It is LAX. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, right. Well, I mean, they've got mental stories, man. They are real. They, they they love the gimmick, man. They've told me stories about the mob and the mafia. Well, well this is a thing, man. Did, did, did you see the promo? Can I watch it now? What, it's, it's like too long. It's like 15 minutes long. It's not really 15 minutes long, right? But, but basically he says, he's like going out to Cody and he says, oh, you're talking about grinding and about like fucking the hard work that he's done and stuff like that. And he's like, you grew up with legends. I mean, you grew up with legends like Alan Anderson. When about, you know, I grew up with alcoholics and junkies and you know it was just a proper like it's a beautiful promo by the way shout out um a z-bar who, who passed away this week a czw z-bar oh. died so don't laugh rob sorry uh, i didn't realize you were going to announce a death ah sorry mate well it's just there you go so uh, we lost z-bar who was a big wrestler in czw and it's quite depressing i was actually talking to sanjay dutt um, the other night because he was part of that CCW era 2002 and the amount of guys that, that, have, that have lost their lives really? that era oh man you've got Rockin' Rebel who shot himself and I think he shot can't remember shot somebody else 
um, we lost. See, now I'm forgetting all of them. <laughs> but uh, there was. Don't um, laugh, mate. Talking about people dying. Uh, Nate Hatred died. Um, Chris Cash died in an accident about 10 years ago. Trent Acid, who was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I just, it was a really an, another sad death in wrestling. We're keeping it upbeat. Uh, right, let's go to see what the punters are saying. Uh, John wants to put over Gallows and Anderson going to Impact. Right, okay, can I get my chance? Because yeah. you didn't know I watched a show this week. I stayed up and watched it. Do you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> give me it, give me it, give me it. I stayed up, I ordered the pay-per-view. Um, I did ask to see if I could get a wee login after the boys at TNA because I've got some previous issues. Unfortunately, that didn't come in time, so I had to buy it from Fight TV. $19.99, totally worth the money. Um, from the outset, uh, first opinions was I just thought to myself, come on, get a, get some a few cunts off the street and make a bit of noise. They're still doing that whole completely empty arena carry on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, it was a good wee surprise seeing Motor City Machine Guns. I love the North. They're a great tag team. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. I think they're brilliant. I've held the tag titles for a year. Love the match of Motor City Machine Guns. Um, Heath Slater coming out was good, but the microphone was shite because I've started doing radio now. I'm kind of getting into sound and all that, Rab. I'm liking you know, sound quality and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And the process and the sound and all that push, right? Sound wasn't good. Sound wasn't good. Um, I didn't enjoy the women's gauntlet match. Here we um, go. That with the, the, the last episode of the podcast, and finally, Grado cares about what? good sound. Finally, Grado's watched some fucking wrestling. Jesus finally, he's watched a wrestling show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I watched that. We keep, what else um, so um, you know, I'm sitting there. Um, and I thought, what was other matches? And the main event was absolutely a cracking. Eric Young coming back, who looked like a badass. Who wasn't he playing the Tom Fillery character that he played in TNA? He was up for business. Don't get me wrong. There was an offer swerve when they brought out um, when they brought out um, Rich Swan. Swan. Totally swerved me. I was texting my mate who's who's it showing. I'm going, this is shite. I love Rich Swan, but you can't fucking swerve us like that. Then the next minute, Eric Young comes out. Yada yada yada. Great match. Bit disappointed in EC3, no, I, I suppose they need to get ratings for their TV Not having show. any business, really. They caught, just... aye, they, they caught teased that, they caught teased that just at the end. thought it was good seeing uh, Gallows and Anderson coming out, even if the funniest bit was, um, look, Gallows tripping out his high heels when he was walking down the ring, you know, this big girl is a cat man, he trips out his high heels. Do, <laughs> what's your take on why EC3 didn't, uh, didn't really work at WWE? What happened there? I'll tell you right here now, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> because, because for me, he is he is a star. I thought I he would. I thought he would have. Mate, I thought he strapped a rocket to him at the WWE. He is what exactly wrestling needs right now. He can talk his ass off. He's got a great look. He's music in TNA ten times better than his WWE one. But you know things like this matter to me. Um, I have no idea because he. And I thought to myself, because he went to SmackDown pretty early after NXT, and I thought, right, here we go. But then he was just in their matches with No Way Jose. Do you know what I mean? The, I, I don't understand why it didn't happen for ECT. Uh, and, and by all accounts, he's a good guy, you know that as well. So I don't really know what the, what the deal is. Don't know he's, what the deal a, is. he's a great guy. I, I, he really totally reminded me of The Rock. I know that might sound daft, but he really was for me the next Rock. I mean, I, I love him. I've got a freaking... Mate, you're the next Rock. Let's see what the punters are saying. <laughs> So John put over Gallows and Anderson, and he wants to bury 
Aye for an eye match at Extreme Rules. There we go. Scott wants to put our slam anniversary and the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. Probably my favourite ever TNA tag team. Oh well, he's obviously not saying mean Mahab Mahab We were a good tag. <laughs> and once they, <laughs> in fact, it was Od- it was Odar the Great and Mahab Mahab Alishira. And once they bury, this is Scott Bray Wyatt and his Pish Swamp match. Everything for lack of alligators to shite wee fairy lights. He <laughs> go out of the range. Beautiful. Brian wants to put her Gallows and Anderson talking shop podcast after the release. No heard that. Who doesn't love a good shit interview? No heard it. Plus, I their appearance it. on Being the Elite afterwards was even better. And wants to bury that dopey fucking eyeball shite. If you're going to have a shite idea, at least execute it right. David wants to put her Jericho getting drenched with OJ, then complaining for the rest of the show. Jericho's just continues to be fantastic. I love how he's calling himself the demo god now. Have you seen this? Oh, I hate that. Oh, do you, John? You hate? Why do you hate it? Just what wrestling fan cares about demographics? That's fucking marketers that go on about demographics. Oh, I just think it's funny because rest. You're saying wrestling fan, wrestling fans don't care about demographics. No, Every single day on Twitter, I see wrestling fans talking about demographics. Mate, if there's any, if there's any fan base in the entertainment business that wants to know about the nook and crannies and demographics, it's fucking wrestling fans, man. Uh, Paul wants to put over a great week in wrestling, great AEW, NXT, SmackDown, Amazing Slammiversary, The Horror Show, minus obvious matches, Raw and Impact on Tuesday, all great. I just want to say quickly as well, sorry, let's finish what Paul says. He wants to bury anyone who actually thought Ray was going to lose his eye. That's like someone in EastEnders really being given the milky, dafties. I just want to say, um, I kind of feel almost like, setting aside Drew for a minute, because obviously we know him and he's doing an absolutely brilliant job and stuff like that. I think that Sasha and Bailey are, are maybe the best things going in WWE just now. I just feel as if they're, they're so, there's a real star power about them. Now, Bailey has, in the, in the past 12 months, Bailey has just became something really special, I think. Really special. Karate Warrior 2 wants to bury any WWE dirt sheet mark who dares talk shite about any of Vince Russo's booking when 2020 WWE pulls bonkers garbage like plucking out a wrestler's eyeball adding chunder reaction, then assuring everybody the victim was perfectly fine before the end of the show. Hashtag puke. He's got a great point in terms of this booking is very similar to something that you would see 20 years ago on yep. WCW. You know, the, the the orange juice comment, I mean, I'm not talking about WWE here, but just, for example, you know, AEW doing the orange juice spot was, you know, Russell started that way with Gangrel. I watched an old WCW the other night with Billy Kidman and Hulk Hogan, and I think the same thing happened as well. There is, it's weird that I think in 10 years' time, this, they're gonna, unless they get their act together, man, we are going to look back at all this shit and go, what? Aye. It's going to be the weirdest period to look back on, all these empty mm-hmm. arenas and all that. Uh, Stephen wants to bury Ray losing, losing an eye, and also Braun basically being drowned, so he's no deed. And wants to put her Bailey for acting like a proper wee fanny, like I was saying. <laughs> Ali wants to put her the Good Brothers debut and their class new entrance music. New entrance music is good. I want to bury the eye for an eye match. James wants to put over Alexa Bliss as Sister Abigail, even though the match was shite. No, that was all shite. And wants to bury Rav Florence and Ian Connor for no doing a legit season two, even though it's their best show by far. We would love to have done more of that show. What we show after series two? What are you talking about? Legit was a show we did that had. Um, oh, Jordan was in it. Jordan face. That's mad. Remember that? That was aye. Jordan Young saying. I remember that. That was. Aye. Was that not kind of dead East Coasty? I was a wee bit. I was a wee aye. bit. And um, it was, you know, it just, you know, 
Just, I, I really enjoyed that. That was the first time. Who was the kind of the heavier that guy? Was, like that, that was guy? that was the first show I was involved in. The gaxed. <laughs> but as we've we've now found out, no, the last. Who's, what, what programs have been axed me, 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 me than me and you? I think I've, I'm maybe winning. Would you think? World of Sport, Test oh, no, Drive. Was Test Drive axed? Oh, no, but you axed. Oh, right. let's just say the, the 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 creators have decided to concentrate on um, that. Fucking night show on ITV where they come out and dressed as fucking mad ostriches and all that, and you have to guess who's going mate. So they fucked me off. I remember they were that to me. We've got great news when we're doing tests. Like, We've got great news. You'll love it. This is great. We've just got the rights to the mass singer. It's a big show in America. And I was like, ah, am I going to be in it? No, like, no, man, no. And I'm like, ah, how's this good news for me? <laughs> well, I had a legit get canned. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the sunny didn't happen. Get canned. Um, what else? The oh, state. I was in the sunny. That counts as you I were in the that. sunny, mate. You were so. I guess we share that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of it has been kind of. They've went. We'll see. We, we, you know, it's we'll not make Melanie we, that vague kind of thing. By the way, speaking of Scottish comedy, sorry, I call, it, I call that a canon, mate. Uh, so uh, Ben Hall wants to put over uh, the butcher for remember to get a spare set of keys for the truck cut for Thompsons. <laughs> Barry, uh, FTR being unable to start the truck when they got the keys back, so the cameraman had to walk away so it looked like they were moving. Yep. Stephen wants to put over impact for the talent they've acquired and seeing what they do with them in the common months. So they're bringing in a lot of people. Okay. And wants to bury the fans yet again for moaning about Nyla Rose this time because she's aligned herself with Vicky Guerrero. Just let her unfold in front of your eyes, he says. Just let her unfold in front of your eyes. Ian McIntyre says, bury wrestling. No, please just actually bury it. It's dead. Cinematic matches have killed it. Dead. And You've not to... done a cinematic ma- match shit, Rob. I think me and you could do a good cinematic match. I think we could do a good cinematic match. I think that would be brilliant, man. Oh, Ian McIntyre wants to put over anybody willing to step up and admit this unfortunately undeniable fact. That fact being, remember, that wrestling is dead. Can I just say, at that, it seems like that eyeball match... It wasn't the greatest spectacle. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Fucking brilliant, man. (laughs) The only thing we can do now is talk about our Patreon. Uh, Now, here's... Here's a spiel we've been gaining you for. Is that what they talked about? Here's the spiel we've been gaining you for weeks and weeks and months, right? And this is, and it's never been more important now because really the only thing you can save is as uh, this episode goes out and then over the weekend, suddenly there's loads of subscribers and suddenly the, the show comes alive again. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, four dollars a month. I'm going to be honest to you here, right? I'm going to be honest to you. See if you've all just signed up for this one, we, everything would be fine. Everything would be gravy. And I know four dollars a month. It's, it's a few quid, it's a lot a month to pay you. It is, it is a lot, the new with all this going on, it is a lot. Um, let's go, this isn't by any means guilty he's in here. You know, and we'll probably mess about with these tiers and stuff like that. There is a $10 a month one where you get mayor. Go to your Patreon and read about it all, right? But all we're asking you today, really, fundamentally all you need today to save the show is if you enjoy listening to the show, just go and sign up for that $4 one. We'll not even, I think that's fair enough, in it, to say, boys, we're not even saying, go and sign up for $20 one or anything. It's like, if you can help out, Anyway, but is there anything even John what we could do this week for everybody that signed up? You know, maybe Monday, Tuesday night, I'll come on and, and speak with. Is that is that is that accessible to speak to folk in Zoom? And I could sort that out. 
Do you know what I mean? Do you want to sort that out? If, if, you, if, if you sign up this weekend, I'll come on and tell some uh, TNA stories. I mean, we're just trying to we're just trying to save the show. Um, you're in a Continental Champion, which is ten dollars a month. You get a video version of the podcast each week, uh, and you're uh, and you and you're, that's when you get the pay per view parties and all that kind of stuff. And tier three was the one before the pandemic hit, where you were going to get you know a chance to come to life things and all that. You know, everything's changed. Everything's all changed. But do you just go and take a look at the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and any help you can give us at this point really is going to make a big difference. We would love. We welcome you to the roster and we would love to carry on making this show. Save the show! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You just made the list! Time for the list of wrestling daft now, best tag teams. <clears throat> Every week we ask for you guys to vote in a list of wrestling daft. This week, after the diabolical karaoke and SmackDown, we thought, why not put the worst segments in wrestling against the best tag teams ever? Since there's been a lot of discussion recently about the revitalization of tag team wrestling. And with 55% of the vote, it was the tag teams that won it. Uh, so, as me, they're my top three tag teams this time. Okay. My... Number three is going to have to be the New Age Outlaws. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champion of the World, the Road Dog, Jesse James, the Badass, Billy Gunn, the New Age and of course, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you! Now, the reason why I say the New Age Outlaws is because the New Age Outlaws at number three are everything I really should enjoy in wrestling. I think individually they guys, like the Road Dog... Here's the weird thing about Road Dog and Billy Gunn. They don't even look as if they fit together. Never mind in Aye. the same stable or anything. They don't even look... The pals. No, they don't even seem like there's guy, they're guys that would hang about with each other or anything. No. You know what I mean? But yeah, you put the two guys together and pay-per-views, they were so good. A pay-per-view used to open up and that was the first thing you would hear was them coming out to wake up the crowd. And yeah. the matches were always good as well, man. The matches were always good. But it's funny, good matches. It's funny you say that because it is. It's like, it's like Road Dog was like the mad catty fucking golf pal, and Billy Gunn's like the kind of cheeky Nando's. Do you know what I mean? That kind of, <laughs> aye, a bit of a kind of wee kind of spice Skinny guy. Nike Max and all that, and Road Dog's more kind of DCs and listens to Papa Roach. 100%. And, 100%. He, and badass Billy Gunn listens to DJ Bad Boy. 100%. Uh, this has been a really hard one for me to make this this list. I had to put the New Age Outlaws on it because I love the Attitude Era and and they were they were kind of a big part of the identity of the Attitude Era. 
But I also loved, uh, I loved when I was a wee guy, I loved the Legion of Doom. Um, and I loved uh, Demolition. Uh, and I, there was, you know, there was, and even when I was a wee guy as well, it's like, I'll tell you something what I, who I didn't love. I didn't love the British Bulldogs. Oh. British Bulldogs used to bore me. Really? I used to be kind of bored watching the British Bulldogs. I'm no joking. I used to uh, be bored watching them. Um, there's also things like uh, the Outsiders, for example, right? Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, which I don't really count as a tag team. I kind of feel like I don't, they didn't have a long enough run. Uh, but I think my number two. <laughs> Best tag teams of all time. Oh my god! It's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be the Legion of Doom. I'm gonna have to go for the Legion of Doom. I need to go with my heart here. I need to go with my heart. That's right, Gene. Hook on our back there watching the monitor, and we can't help over here on you two little geeks. You tell us we don't deserve to be champions. You tell us you're gonna show us where the power and who is the glory. How do you think we got to be world champions? By beating nobodies? We've beaten the best that the World Wrestling Federation has to offer. And we're going to be champions for a long, long time. Right, Hawk? They always had a kind of indie vibe about them. And I loved all that. I loved that Mad Max shit. I loved that Mad Max kind of look. The big fucking shooter pads and all that in the face paint. I remember when I was a wee guy, I had a Legion of Doom bandana. I used to wear all the time when I was a wee guy. And... I loved them and just, oh, what a rush. No, no, it was just great. They were so weird as well. They were weird. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I thought uh, the their finishing move was one of the best tag team finishing moves can ever. Uh, and uh, I just couldn't look past them. Now, going to come to my number one here, right? I feel very bad that the New Day are only on this list, right, of tag teams. I feel very bad about it because I do think, I think once a few more years have passed, if we were doing this list again in five years, New Day would be number one, probably. They're not really a tag team, really, as a faction. You know, <clears throat> well, it's a thing. faction. This is the weird thing about them, but they kind of are a tag team, aren't they, as well? And, but I just think in five years' time, when we look back, they could easily be my number one. Um, a big fan of Edge and Christian's work as well, when they did their things again. I didn't like Edge and Christian when I was oh, a baby. Oh, really, they were so funny and all that, and I, you know, I loved all that. But my number one has to be, because when I think about a tag team, a, re- a professional wrestling tag team. And I'm keeping it in Western wrestling, right? I'm not doing my usual thing of coming out with Japanese tag teams and that, right? If we're talking about American wrestling, when I was a wee guy, I used to see these guys and I used to go, I would be terrified to fight them. I would be terrified if that tag team were to fight me in a match. Can you guess who I'm talking about? I'm going to go for... I would be terrible. I mean, I would actually be shitting myself. It's no demolition, is it? It's the Steiner Brothers. That's right, Lee Marshall. Me and the dark-faced gremlin. We are pumped and we are primed for Hogwild and Sturgis. You see, our brother's paws have been for the wall and we are ready for a fight. Hot on meat. August 10th is going to be your day of reckoning. And we are going to make you realize that we are the better team. I'm going to talk to the dog-faced gremlin here. It is going to be hog wild. I got to, I got to assume you got that ball here. Dog bound, boys. You see, my brother and I have been waiting. You see, you come by the fence once too many times. The dog's going to get you. You see, come down to the dog bound, boys. We'll make you famous. Oh, mate, what a shout. What a shout. Definitely, man. This is Steiner's. 
I used to watch you guys when I was when I was young, and I would see because obviously I was like a big WWF fan. Mm-hmm. And then when I'd look at WCW and you'd see the Steiners and WCW and they were ju- they were terrifying, they were terrifying. And then they were, they were just such a brilliant. They were they worked together so brilliantly well, unbelievably athletic. Every single move looked so sore. Everything looked so sore. They looked like they completely dismantled people, took took people apart. Scott Steiner, I know new Scott Steiner has become like a kind of different kind of character, a big giant personality, a very caricature type guy now. But you have to remember, you know, and I hope people out there do remember this, that Scott Steiner in his youth, when he was way the Steiner brothers, was just one of the most unbelievably athletic, uh, legitimate, looking frightening wrestlers that you you could ever see you know what i mean i because you know what obviously that was before see that that was kind of before my time but it's amazing when i go back and watch the steiner brothers now and i see steiner doing a hurricane runner and all that you're like boofed yeah unbelievable no chance man just unbelievable you know what i mean and then rick would come in and he'd just be and he just looked like he could just punch you right out your boots mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then you had you had scott doing all, doing all the incredible stuff that he could do they were just a great tag team i'm so sorry people like the heart foundation and all that who are obviously brilliant. Aye, shout out to the heart foundation because um, you weren't in the list very very tough am i allowed to say my favorite tag team uh, of course <laughs> my favorite tag team can you guess rab your favorite tag team <laughs> well the well the ntna <laughs> <laughs> do you know what America's Most Wanted were up there, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't such a great lover of beer ink. I was a very much a fan of uh, Triple X when they were. Oh, a- your favourite tag team is? Who? The Dudleys. Aye. <laughs> is it? Absolutely, aye. aye. Yep. 100% love the Dudley boys. Aye, I know, fucksy. Absolutely. Again, I actually watched a documentary on WWE Network and I'd never seen it before and I was surprised at that, but I'd just seen you go back how they were made in ECW and how they, tie, they sorry they feuded with each other because what um you know there was Devon Dudley and how Devon Dudley got his character for Samuel Jackson and uh, Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction and and it's amazing to see Bubba Ray and oh man he was a big fat shite back in the day see the ECW matches holy he was like he was a big strub a big strub but <clears throat> see that boofed loved it as soon as they came out loved loved the uh, loved their gear. Loved their finisher, all that. I mean, that was totally like we are pals. You know, where's it? You know, I mean, I know they go to after Budweiser, carry mm-hmm. on, but get the tables. But and then when it then when Bubba Ray come back at the Royal Rumble after having such an amazing stint in TNA as a legit badass. I mean, he is fuck. He is a bully. He's bully Ray. It's funny, man. I, t- I tagged him once in fucking Marietta, Ohio, and it was like a sign on the front door. No guns, and it was like you're done in Clapper, and it was like the gun for fucking Clapper was used as like the wee bit. It was like an A4 paper, do not bring Clapper to a gun in here. And I was like, What? Oh my Cuts god, guns anyway. So I tagged with him against Colt Cabana and Hornswoggle, and oh my god, a tag team that my memory fades me. I hope they're not listening, right? If they're for America, man, but they were brand new. If he's a listening, use my cool man. Uh, but do you know that way? I, I was tagging with Bubba Ray, right? And I had all these ideas. I was like, Right, well, Daddy Free Dean, that right? And he's like, Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, then I'm trying to get my hokey stuff in on my gaga, and I'm like, right, you do this thing where, like, I'm trying to just think of something that I would come up with, like, oh, 
fuck, do you know, just even just things like maybe I start, maybe I stun in your tears and you guys, do you know this or this kind of uh, something? Yeah. Maybe slap my head, he's going, nah, man, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a couple of bubbery was going, nah, you're all right. And he, do you know what, but he was, he was great, man. The first time I ever, I met him, if I tell the story, when he, was, when he caught me, I moved about like a big bag of milk, no? Oh, aye, 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 aye. See, mm-hmm. I'm freaking, you, Rayo, you mildly amuse me. You mildly amuse me. You move around like an old bag of milk, but you entertain me. And he gave me this advice. I probably told it before. I was like, "You're kind of fat, aren't you?" And he's like, "What?" I was like, "I mean, you're kind of bigger, aren't you?" And he was like, "Wait." I goes, "Well, how do I stop myself from blowing up in the in the ring?" And he's like, "The key to not blowing up in the ring is to not think about it. Don't think about blowing up, and you won't blow up." Of course, ever wow. since he told me that, every time I fucking get in the ring, I think about blowing up. <laughs> That's the thing, I suppose it's something to do about keeping relaxed and just like mm. letting your breathing just be natural and no be like, I need to keep my breath and all that kind of stuff. Remember, I was no telling me one, he was like, Dale, he goes, go like this when you're <laughs> breathe like this, <laughs> Ken Dale, this <laughs> when you're hanging, breathe like this. And fucking man, I remember I think I must have wrestled Char or something and I'd, he'd give me that advice and I'm going, <laughs> and Char's like, You all right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, it's my new thing. <laughs> I imagine that would make you worse. Right, so let's see, let's see what the punters are saying. John says the Heart Foundation. Not only do you have the technical ability of Bret Hart and the strength of Jim Neidhart, but also Jimmy Hart as manager at the early stages of the tag team, one of the best tag teams of that era. Such good matches with the Killer Bees at Rockers Demolition, of course. Definitely. Agreed, John. Scott says my favourite is the Dudleys, but Rab will pick some obscure Japanese tag team and they can't tell you. Well, I didn't, although the Steiners did wrestle quite regularly in Japan. I'll have I fought for that. I'll have you know that they did wrestle in Japan a lot. Dale says, my favourites is a young lad in the early 90s were LOD, but for sheer entertainment and putting their bodies through hell, Team Extreme are mm-hmm. definitely up there. Oh, uh, the pop, the Hardy Boys got returned at WrestleMania 33 is a surprise addition to a fatal four-way. Still makes my hair stand up. Hardy Boys, great tag team. I, no, I just want to say, you know, I was there the night of WrestleMania 23 when they kind of when the Hardys were in the Indy Hotel, right? There was the WWE Hotel and there was the Indy Hotel and Matt Hardy had fell out with Jeff, right? And there'd be that stuff on the internet and they're all putting screenshots of text up on the internet and I've got this heavy fucking, they've got this mega feud, man. And I'm sitting in the, the, the lobby having a wee drink with Jeff and Karen and then the Hardy boys come and they're obviously going to WrestleMania and they've got their bags and all that and fucking, Gredo, how you doing? Who you here been? I'm like... Jeff, no, that right, mate, catchy. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be, see, it was brilliant, man, because I ended up watching like WrestleMania with Jeff and all that, and fucking JB was JB was heavy mockered up with the Hardy Boys, right? Because he came up with all the all mm-hmm. the fucking all the stuff, man, and it was like hilarious watching the reaction when the Hardy Boys come out. Oh, <laughs> there's was, was pure awkward silence, and then up here. <laughs> they're clearly got him uh, Ben says high energy for the clothes big bright trousers and braces wish I knew where they bought them <laughs> Fredo says the addiction Frankie Cazetti and Christopher Daniels entertaining as a team since their TNA days and their trio as SCU with Scorpio Sky helped them continue as a team Dylan says it's a tough one but golden lovers Kenny Omega and Kotabushi very, very good pick come on very good pick Aldous Tash says Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard coming come, come good on shout. legit um, ADI or AD or Addy or ADI Probably the Hardys, but man, head cheese were a missed opportunity. Great fun tag team. Man. That was funny. Big Chris, Finaki and Scotty Two Hotty hands down. Come on, you wido. The best thing about Velocity, aside from Todd Grisham, of course. <laughs> Kyle, says L- 
Kyle says LOD is my favourite tag team of all time, but in my opinion, the Dudley Boys are the best team ever. Um, Psycho for me says, I think it's going to be the New Age Outlaws. Looking back to when I was a kid watching them when they were class, hated them when they were heel, more than I've ever hated anybody at that time when they threw Mick Foley and Terry Funk off a stage in the dumps that had me glued. What a great match that was. That was good. Xander says, of the modern era, it would have to be the Bucks. Of all time, I'd have to say Arn and Tully. No question. And no nonsense, tough as fuck tag team. Agreed. Agreed. I never even thought about Arn and Tully. Uh, Jan says, Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox. Does that count as a tag? <laughs> come on. I'm more reading that. John, that's come on now. That's why, we get, that's why we get fucking cancelled. Mark says, the Iron Jew. We grade on Colt Cabana. Oh, I forgot about that. They would have took the world by storm and fucked up any tag team that stood in their way. Aye. Uh, so, I will. Try to get, I try to get us in the next day, man. But Colt was in it. No, if you want wrestling daft merch, they might become collectors' items. By the way, wrestling daft merch. Fuck me. You got it. You can have a wrestling daft T-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, traffic cap, one air range of grado inspired bum bags. It's shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. On there, you'll find designs such as Alexa, who is Graham Steveley. I'm a Mark Crud, chips, cheese, and donut meat, and I'm a wrestler too. And you can even get a face mask to wear at the shops. Are we seeing new or new? Are we new back in this? The mask gimmick? Oh, get the masks, I. We all want masks now, right? It's John, you were right. Bad, great idea. You. John, you were right. I'm so sorry. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Because remember the Mark, you know the Mark's podcast is continuing, so you're your support. Support my show. I nearly started greeting there. Mate, do you know what? I was getting really emotional when you said chips seasoned on that, mate. <laughs> So last week we launched a retro review where we were all going to look back at ECW's Heat Wave 98 and I hope you all did your homework because let me tell you something. I certainly did. Did you? I did. I watched the show. I know you you probably thought I I wouldn't have watched the show, but I did watch the show. I didn't realise at that point the show had been canned right enough or I fucking wouldn't have bothered. I had a couple of hours in my life free again. Um, uh, But I watched it. Uh, it was an enjoyable pay-per-view. It was an enjoyable pay-per-view. Now, here's I want you, here's my quick review, right? I don't obviously we went long tonight already, but I just I just want to give you my quick review. Um, I've never been a fan. I've never really been a massive fan of Rob Van Dam, uh, and so it was hard for me watching that Hayabusa and Shinzaki match because uh, it was me watching. Uh, it was me watching these Japanese wrestlers that I really love going up against Rob Van Dam and Sabu are no for me, you know what I mean? So that, that match wasn't for me, right? That's the first thing I want to say is that match wasn't for me. I'm going, look at these amazing Japanese wrestlers jobbing to these two losers, right? It was kind of my vibe. <laughs> Watching that. I want to say, however, the, the thing that struck me, I really enjoyed, I, I, I was really quite surprised. I really enjoyed the Just Incredible match, Melvin, I thought I would. Um, and uh, I always like watching Lance Storm. I know people. I know did you Lance watch? Storm... Did you watch the legal version, or did you watch it in the network? Uh, I have to confess that I watched it on network, mate. Uh, I should Sorry, have tried just, better to get that tape. Just for convenience. You, just for convenience. Um, I. It was interesting to see um, Chris Candido there. It was weird to see a lot of people who... It was quite quite, quite a sad pay-per-view to watch. Because uh, they're all <laughs> Well, particularly because... Um, I, I love the Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow match, by the way, because I just love... I love Bam Bam Bigelow. I love... How good was Bam Bam Bigelow, man? I, I mean, just 
tough guys, just thick as fuck, man. Like big, did, thick, heavy set dudes. Did they not go missing for a couple of years before then he resurfaced, but then he died? There was something weird. Wonder, there, there was, I, like, I don't maybe, know, there was something going on. Somebody was, I think a bunch of wrestlers must have been like, when's the last time you heard for Bam Bam Bigel and all that? <laughs> Easy for you. <laughs> well. Tatonka and Mike Awesome. Tatonka, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome the match was I mean, and I think we've spoken about it before about, mm. I'm sure we've spoken on this show about how great Mike Awesome was oh fucking loved him man absolutely adored Mike Awesome that's actually a death when I think about I get really sad about because I actually think if he was still here with the way the business has worked out he could have been he could have came back man he was there's some it's a weird thing where they always talk about wrestlers having star quality or just having it or something. And Mike Awesome was a guy you look at who looked kind of like generic, like he maybe wouldn't have star quality. But the minute he went into the ring and you just saw the stuff he could do and he was so strong and he just, there was just something about him. There was, he definitely had some kind of magic about him, Mike Awesome, you know what I mean? Uh, you, I get... Sorry, I'm sorry. I get really sad when I watch the One Night Stand show, right? Because because I know Mike Johnson for PW Insider, Insider, right? He is front row, and mm-hmm. Mike was very much involved in ECW and all that. The politics here—I don't know where he was involved backstage. I think he was, but he was just a mega, 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 mega fan. And I hate watching it back. And I love Mike. I love Mike to death. He's a great guy. I met him in New York at a show, um, but he is tearing into Mike Awesome for the whole. Um, jumping ship to WCW and I think even Joey Styles is getting battered into an off through mm. the matches you know Aye. and the bigger picture you know and you look at it you think fuck me man do you know what I mean how sad is this that you know probably his mace watch match that's ever going to be seen because of the network as a match where there's a, a guy in the front row just totally fucking burying him burying him man the commentators burying him and I just feel sorry for the big lumpy guy do you know that way it's really mm. sad man and he I kind of feel like Mike Awesome was always good. I kind of feel like he never disappointed me. Do you know what I mean? I was always like watching, always being, look at this big fucking legitimate, big dude powerbombing guys all the show. No, no. You know what I mean? Just wonder, wonder what it was. You know? I mean, I know what it's like, like in terms of that. I mean, you hear about the stories about ECW and how checks were bounced. Fucking, I don't think there was much as Paul Heyman writing them out and fucking a bit of paper and that. But, it, you know, you can understand why he went for the Yankee dollar. Do you know what I mean? Why he ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. jumped shit. Obviously, it wasn't the right way, but man, you've got to. You've got fucking, he's got Wayne's to feed. Everybody, everybody back then were all fucking jumping about everywhere and all that mm-hmm. and chasing the dollar, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck that, man. Uh, the fascinating thing about the pay-per-view was this. Every time I, every time I look at Tommy Dreamer, I'm kind of like, it's fucking mad that Tommy Dreamer was like in the main event of these. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, he's I mean, tracky, not that. I mean, I, I totally get why that fan but he was totally like the right guy in the right place at the right time i totally get why that fan the fans were behind that guy you know um because it was like you know it could never happen again i kind of feel like you could never it could never happen again where where a guy like tommy dreamer would be in the main event a you know a hot promotion i don't know man the way that i mean why do you why did you say that because of the way he looks because he just looks like a pure couldn't it would want the bank? <laughs> it's not so much that obviously it looks like I could could barter, certainly barter me, but he, he, he there he was wrestling at the weekend. You know what I mean? I know he, he just he he wasn't particular. He's not particularly. It's not like he was outstanding in the ring. I, I get it. 
it wasn't even particularly amazing promo and wasn't he like didn't he have an amazing look I mean certainly didn't he have an amazing look but it was just fascinating that he obviously he had he does have an appeal though he has a kind of everyman appeal that's kind of like that could be me that could be like one of the fans in there it could be me in there right. there's a appeal to the, the appeal I think Kevin Owens has mm-hmm. Kevin Owens has that appeal where I think the fans watch him and go that could be me the right. difference is Kevin Owens is an amazing promo and is an absolutely amazing professional wrestler as well as fucking dynamite in the ring. You know what I mean? Um, but he has that look that's kind of like a Tommy Dreamer-esque kind of look where it's like punters could think, well, that could be me in there. I, anyway, was, I really did enjoy I really did enjoy the pay-per-view. It wasn't as, for some reason in my head, I always think ECW pay-per-views are really trashy. And it was actually like a much better professional wrestling pay-per-view than I expected. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, I know what you mean, but that, but it's, do you know miss that kind of in terms of the grittiness and the undergroundness and oh, fireworks and everything? It's just you know what I mean. A guy there's a rest, there's a match, and then you see the cunt walk to the back, and then you know what I mean. The other guy comes out, and half the time they meet each other. Mate, this is that. It's the big reset. This is the thing, though. This is what's interesting. It's why it's going to be even more important going forward. I think for people to watch old wrestling events and old wrestling pay per views because. Uh, this pandemic is is the big reset button. Like things are not going to be the same again. Wrestling promotions are not going to be the same in Scotland as they were before this pandemic hit. Uh, wrestling promotions in other countries in the world, th- uh, things are going to go in a new direction again. They're going to go in a new direction again. Now is the time. I think we're going to see the biggest cultural shift in the way professional wrestling works. Uh, and anyway, it looks like nobody else watched it, Gredo, Just to tell you, uh, Kieran says it's on my desk. I just forgot to put it in my bag. And David says the Doug 80s network. So this is where we want to hear you. Basically, this is the end of the show, and this is the end of this show and the end of the run of certainly our part of the podcast, me and Grado together, unless something miraculous happens. So we're going to turn it over to you guys, and really, it's all, it's all in your horns, uh, the listeners. We are going to hustle and hustle and hustle and try and find to try and work out a way to bring the show back. Um, you know, the John is doing dealings behind the scenes to try and work out ways we can bring this show back. If there's anything we've learned about the wrestling business, it's that nothing dies forever or dies for long. Business gets done behind the scenes. Things can change. So let's just see what happens. But please, please do be in touch and let us know how you're feeling about this. Gredo, do you want to sum this up and wrap it up? Well, I just want to say, first of all, I always wanted to do a podcast and I always wanted to do a wrestling podcast if it but one started, that was great. But then when I got the opportunity to come on here and be so laid back and really answer anything that you want to know and speak to you, Rab, as, as two pals, which we really are, and I think that comes across, you know what I mean? We can mm-hmm. we can talk all day long about anything. And John is a fucking great installment sitting up there. I know we give him we give him dogs abuse now and again, but he really has done well. But if this is the last episode, man, I just want to thank everybody who's listened to the show, who's tweeted and made us laugh, because I'm sure every one every person that submitted something has made me laugh. I want to thank to Louise Westy. I've not actually liked her tweet yet about that uh, Best of Grado video on TNA. I did watch that. That was good. That was, that was class. <laughs> it was good. Um, but I, I've loved it, Rab. Um, coming on here every week and just talking shit about wrestling, because I've got a lot off my mind. Sorry if I've repeated myself now and again. We have stories. But you definitely have shown that there is a fucking nice community out there with wrestling. There's really cool folk and they can make us laugh. And uh, I Yeah, beautiful. Listen, everybody, thanks so much for for listening. Any point picking a listener of the week, really. 
Uh, but please do, if you listen to this, rate it, review it, subscribe on Apple. Uh, listen to the marks uh, on their podcast. Please do do that. They have an interview with Enzo this week. Uh, and take a visit to our Patreon and see what you can do. It would be nice to come back if you if your dad owns a fucking if he does people's Wendy's. Tell him he gives a shout and we'll, we'll talk about his Wendy's for half an hour. Aye. All right, Grado, it's yourself. Up the road, right? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.